Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Countdown to Infinity, at least our version of Countdown to Infinity. There's there's the, a lot of these. The one true I, version of well, Countdown to Infinity. Well, hold on. Now, that's not fair. I am sure that the other shows are fantastic. I haven't personally listened to any of them, but hey, there's other people out there who are as excited as we are for a silly movie that's coming out in a few months yes. that they were willing to set aside a little bit of their time every week yeah. <laughs> to watch and talk about a movie. So I don't know, go check them out. They could be good, but you know, we're, we're, I got to say we're the best. Yeah. I mean, if they are better than us, um, please don't please tell us. Don't tell my, us. Ego, my ego can't take that. It's yeah. not, it's not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically hey, they were, they were evidently more excited about infinity war coming out than we were because both of the other ones started before us. It's true. They had like primer episode. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. We're not going to talk about other competitive podcasts because we got to talk about we got to talk about Iron Man three. But first, hey, I'm James, uh, and and I'm joined by Matt. Matt, how's it going, Matt? It's going well. Are you are you having a good week? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was gonna say like I was gonna introduce. I, I had two new segment ideas for today. Ooh. Uh, the first one was how how are you doing? How's your week? And apparently it, it's. It doesn't sound like it's great, so let's move on from this failed segment. <laughs> well, it's just I'm moving in like two weeks' time, and so life is a little stressful, but it's good. Life is not bad; it's just overwhelming. That's fair. Um, my my week is good. That's good. all I gotta I'm, I'm say. I'm glad. Um, hey, let's talk about Iron Man three. We we are officially into phase two. Yeah. As as the uh, as the ladies and gentlemen over at uh, Marvel call it. Um, we, we, we wrapped up phase one last week with the Avengers, uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't listened to that episode, we both really liked it. Yeah. And Why are it you cur- here? If you, did, if yeah. you didn't listen to the previous episode, it's true. But currently Avengers ranked number one among the six previous movies that we have watched thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if it's toppled by Iron Man three, uh, released. What is this? May 3rd, 2013. So this movie is coming up on five years old, which is kind of insane. Wow. We got a directed by Shane Black. Uh-huh. Um, we've got we've got a, most of the obviously most of the returning players. We've got RDJ. We've got Gwyneth Paltrow. We've got Don Cheadle. Uh, and then we have the uh, we, uh, we had John Favreau as well. Yeah. Uh, director of was it the first two or just the first one? the first two? It was the first two. Yeah, that's got to be weird. I I would love to have. Uh, I'm sure there are interviews with him from five years ago talking about how how I because I would think it would be weird to go from directing the first two to playing to honestly a very small role. He doesn't have a massive role in this movie by any means. Yeah, but I I wonder how that was for him because I feel like that might have been weird because this was his baby, right? Like Iron Man. The first one that he was the first director, yeah. of this entire experiment. Yeah. So, eh, a, uh, according to Wikipedia, he opted not to direct it. Oh, okay. It was his choice. He he chose to direct Magic Kingdom instead. I I don't remember what that movie is, so that's probably not great. But that that was what happened, and apparently in in 2010, Downey reached out to Shane Black uh, oh, because neat. he of course directed him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, um, and that was sort of what brought him into the the project. That's cool. Yeah. Who else we got here? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, uh, excellent in this movie. Rebecca yep. Hall, um, and uh, of course Ben Kingsley. Yeah, which is just 
a ludicrous get. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's sort of on the, it's, he's kind of on the same level as, um, like, uh, Anthony Hopkins, right? Like, here are these two massive, just cinema stars. Yeah. For decades. And here they are playing very silly characters. Uh, Kingsley even more so, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. Uh, um, all right, well, let's just kick this off uh, right off the bat before you jump into your what the hell happened in this episode. D- did you like it? Do you like this movie? I like it. I, I also like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I am a fan of Iron Man 3. Um, and I have a whole thing about how I would shift a lot of these movies around, which I would be... I would love to talk to you about, but we'll do that in a minute. Yeah, it's like um, we, we, we'll have time for that. Yeah, exactly. But first, uh, what what the heck happened in this movie, Matt? Okay. So, the movie begins with possibly the greatest opening in any Marvel movie to date. Uh, in 1999, on New Year's Eve, with a musical cue of Eiffel 65's Blue. Yep. It's so good. Um, so anyhow, yeah, uh, Tony is at a New Year's party, it's 1999, he meets a scientist there, her name is Maya Hansen, she has invented Extremis, which is an experimental regenerative treatment, uh, that allows people to recover from injury, uh, but it has this glitch of, uh, like, occasionally blowing things up. It's just a small glitch. Just a little glitch. Um, Not a big deal. Yeah, anyhow, uh, along the, uh, along the way... Uh, back to his hotel room to take a look at this research and, you know, also probably bang. Um, <laughs> he, he meets uh, Aldrich Killian, uh, who has a, a, a proposition to join this think tank called Advanced Idea Mechanics, or AIM, which is a deep cut Marvel reference. Um, What's to- the deep cut? Oh, it's just AIM is basically like an evil think tank in the, oh, okay. the Marvel Universe. Um, and uh, Stark re- rejects him and uh, humiliates him, being the sort of arrogant playboy that he is. Um, just being a giant dick, really. Yeah, just, just, like, just, just good basically God. being a huge dick. I I know that what they were going... Sorry to interrupt, but I know that they were going for, like, Tony is a pompous dick and you're not supposed to like him, but, man, in that first scene, you hate him. So much because you you know what he's become and you know the journey he's taken. Oh, yeah. And you know you know the man that he 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 is now, but then you see what he used to be, like what he really used to be. Yeah. And it's just like, oh God, I hate you so much. I hate you so, so much. But anyways, continue. I'm yeah. sorry. So anyhow, uh fast forward to years later, and uh it's now after the Battle of New York. Uh Stark has apparently got PTSD. Um, he's having anxiety attacks, he's having trouble sleeping, he's spending his nights tweaking and making new suits, and, uh, a string of bombings have occurred, uh, for which credit has been taken by a terrorist known as the Mandarin. And, uh, the, yeah, the, like, intelligence authorities don't know what to do with him, um, and, uh, anyhow, uh, in one of these attacks, Happy gets injured, and uh, that leads Stark to threaten the Mandarin to challenge him, basically, to a fight. The Mandarin blows up his house, and uh, Stark is presumed dead in the uh, in the explosion. But in actual fact, he gets away 
he ends up tracking uh, the suit just by nature of having had a previous bombing programmed into it, flies him most of the way across the U.S. Uh, before crashing, and he spends most of the second act in, like, small-town Tennessee or whatever, um, yep. trying to figure out what links all these bombings together and, and why they're they're happening. As it turns out, uh, all the people that are involved in these bombings are extremist glitches, basically. Like, they're, they're extremist uh, test subjects that have gone critical um, and blown up. And uh, Killian has been using the Mandarin, quote-unquote, to take credit for these to essentially, like, defer uh, the focus of, like, investigations and so on so that they don't realize that it's, like, AIM doing it. Um, and he has decided that in order to essentially be able to to move forward with his research he's going to kill the president and he's got the vice president on board with this plan uh so he kidnaps war machine uh busts him out of the suit takes the suit raids air force one captures the president uh and then we get to the big third act fight where the president is being like hung up as in order to be like executed on live television again at the credit of the mandarin um, and, uh, and Tony and, uh, Rhodey show up and basically save the, the day for the most part. Um, Tony shows up in part because, uh, uh, Pepper Potts has been kidnapped as well and has been, uh, like injected with extremists. And so he, he's got a, like a grudge to settle and ultimately Pepper saves his but at the end of the uh, at the end of the scene, um, so anyhow, this all happens. He he's like he saves the day, and Gwyneth saves, or sorry, and Pepper saves him, and they sort of reconcile, and all of his suits get like he blows. He essentially sacrifices all his suits as a, a an overture to Pepper, being like, "I'm gonna lay off this for a while." Uh, then he picks up the debris from his house and moves on to the next phase of his life, so to speak. And that's mm-hmm. basically the the gist of yeah. the film. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I think the only thing you uh, sort of glossed over was his relationship with Harley, um, the little boy. Oh, the boy. Yeah. Yeah. The kid. Who, who definitely plays, you know, I... I feel like probably an underappreciated amount of uh, underappreciated role. Like he needed somebody to play off him in yes. those scenes. Yeah. And uh, I think making it this kid was a pretty smart play actually. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, Cause I think otherwise, I honestly, I was thinking about this last night, just trying to think like if they hadn't have paired him up with this like 10 year old kind of like, smart ass kid um what that that those scenes would have looked like otherwise and i i don't know what they would have done i feel like tony would have been way less sympathetic if it had been yeah. an adult um yep. mostly like because he like tony's going through some stuff in this movie right like he's he's got dealing with his own personal demons basically um which makes him alienate everyone around him and the kid like the presence of the kid and the kid being kind of smart alecky 
it it sort of casts the like childishness of Tony, yeah, to a certain extent. So you you yep. see like what a man child he is, absolutely, um, and it like it brings that into focus really well. But at the same time, he's also because it's a kid, he's not as abrasive to him. Um, which like he's which, he's a which, dick, but he's which not is like true? over the top. So here's the one the one scene, the one line where where I actually was like, whoa, whoa, what? I don't remember him saying that. Where he literally says to this like ten year old kid, oh, I know where you're going don't be a, don't be a pussy. And I was like, Holy yeah, it's shit. like so what? your father went away and never came back. Yeah, no need but to just, be a pussy about it. And you're like, but just good lord, <laughs> the like, I mean, it's not even so much for me. It's not so much um, the the context um of him doing that because it does kind of feel in character it's the language like i I was just kind of shocked that here here we are in iron man in in marvel's sort of universe where to be fair it's generally kept pretty pg yeah um and for this for for tony stark to just call this or just tell this little 10 year old kid to not be a pussy i was just like holy shit wow all right i feel like that line might not fly today Probably not. Like I don't think so. I don't just think five years on, I feel like yeah, they would have rewritten that line. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. A- anyhow, uh, like that's that's most of the movie. The the other thing I kind of glossed over is the fact that the Mandarin, being Ben Ben Kingsley, is not actually a terrorist. He's an actor hired to yeah. Uh, so to like play the role of a terrorist that doesn't actually exist. So I would say um, this is probably one of the more um, polarizing uh, movies in the MCU. Definitely, I think I think a lot of people um, liked it. At least I recall at the time a lot of people saying, "I loved this movie and I hated that twist." Um, mm. And I don't personally. I always love the twist. I always love the fact that the Mandarin was just this smokescreen. It was just this actor. Um, a because it led to that just the hilarious reveal scene, which is oh, honestly yeah, probably so one. Of, yeah, with with him revealing his name is like Trevor, and he's just this English actor, and he's, he's high like, as a kite. I, yeah, he's high as a kite. He's just like, I you know, I was on the street doing unquestionable things for drugs, and then they you know they promised me to you know all this stuff. He's like, what, get you off the drugs? He's just like, no, no, just give me more of them. (laughs) And just that entire scene is fantastic. And I love that reveal. Um, And I, I just, yeah, I I was always a fan of that reveal. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like, I also like the reveal. I I think that's a great bit. I think it also really does. um, Like, it's one of the things where they could not have adapted the Mandarin straight, right? No. Like the Mandarin as a character in the Marvel comics is, kind of racist kind of super uh, racist <laughs> um and and so they, they like they strictly could not have ad- adapted that character straight and uh i think using it in that way to like make the turn of like oh okay we are completely readapting the mandarin because like killian in this in this movie just he even says i'm the real mandarin and he's got like the dragon tattoo and thing going on like yeah. he, he's like okay you know they've readapted the mandarin's character into being like killian the extremist guy um and then the the, like the more traditional mandarin is a smokescreen and like that works really well and playing it off as comedy and as like a manufactured bad guy 
um, makes it like it works. It works really well as a like as a reveal. It's not true to the comics, but it works really well. Um, but I like I remember originally like when this movie came out, people being like really for it. Um, like I remember the reception to that being really positive, um, just generally, like not just mm-hmm. in our friend group, but just in terms of like buzz on the internet and so on. And then over the years since this movie came out, people have really turned on it. Like if you bring up Iron Man three on like our movies these days, uh, <laughs> people will be like, ah, that movie sucks. They ruined the Mandarin. It's the worst. That's, you know, like false misleading trailers that that lied about the contents of the movie and they ruined it and it's like i don't remember in 2013 that was not the general sentiment around this film it's it's interesting uh, how like sentiment has changed over time i mean history will do that and and a continued growth of your universe where you just give more and more more and more movies to the general public to compare it to yeah uh, is always going to be an issue. So this is, I mean, okay, so this is my sort of big topic with this one. Um, last week I ranted about Coulson. This week I'm going to rant about, you know, switching some of these movies around. Right. I really do truly believe that um, Iron Man 3, so there's there's two factors in Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is is about the effects of New York and, and everything that happened in the Avengers that, that's going through Tony's head, right? Like this is him dealing with with uh PTSD, anxiety, like as you said in the beginning his own personal demons. Like this is a story about him battling with himself. Yes. Um and and they've paired that with what is generally speaking a fairly generic um bad guy arc, right? Like it's his past coming back to bite him in the ass. Yes. Um and which is and and what Iron Man two was was kind of like his father's past coming bite coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, right. I I truly do believe that if you take the Mandarin storyline and the Killian storyline and put that in Iron Man two, and and told that story there because I think it's a better story than Whiplash. Yeah, personally. And then you take the events of Age of Ultron, which is a direct result of everything that had happened up until that point. That's Tony saying, I need to, you know, the, the Ultron Ultron program is his brainchild. It's his reaction to everything that's happened up until this point. Scale that down a little bit, because obviously they needed to scale it up for it to be an Avengers film. Yeah. So scale that down a little bit and and put put that as the you know as the bad guy in Iron Man three, mm. um, and then that frees you up to do something probably a little bit different with um, the second Avengers movie. Um, obviously, you still need to get everybody uh, to the point where they ended off that movie because it needs to set up Civil War. Yeah. Um, and a lot of I know there's a lot of people out there who will say, well, why not just make Civil War, um, the event, the second Avengers movie, because it it kind of felt like an Avengers movie, even though it was a Captain America movie technically. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that there's a lot of things that need to happen within the universe to to get you to that Civil War point. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think there are 
any number of stories. I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm not here to tell to to finish that. That's somebody else's job. I'm just <laughs> saying. I think you could tell a different story in the Avengers two to get them to the Sarkovia acts and and the reason why you know there's a split between all the heroes and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that would have just left let for some more interesting movies. I I just I really like the idea of Tony dealing with. I like the idea of everything in Iron Man three about being uh, as a as a sort of a direct cause and effect of the Avengers, whereas the bad guy in Iron Man three had nothing to do with the Avengers. Right. That's just it's just a story. The Mandarin was great. I love Killian in the Mandarin um, in my list of bad guys is really high up there, actually. Um, And I was only reminded of that by watching it yesterday. I don't know if I would have said that, you know, two days ago when I hadn't seen it for probably years it's been since I've seen Iron Man 3. Um, but I was reminded of how much I loved that storyline. I loved Killian. I loved what he did with the Mandarin. I thought that was a cool storyline. It just didn't feel like it fit with the Iron Man 3 thing. Mm. I don't know. So that's now you've, just now you've got me thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'd, like my my reaction to all this is that the mistake they made was making Iron Man 2. Um, yes, absolutely. They, like this movie... If it was, like, Iron Man 1 was Tony just sort of realizing that he could be, uh, you know, he could be Iron Man, basically, um, Mm -hmm. and sort of, like, coming to terms with his past as a weapons dealer. And then this one is, like, him being brought low by reckoning with um, the mistakes of his past and, and, like, the the things that have brought him to this point, right? Yep. Um, And this is the one where he grows into or begins to grow into um, that place where he's at in civil war, where he, he is, you know, like there needs to be a level of responsibility above me because I can't be trusted. Yeah. Um, there needs to be. Checks and, and, balances, and absolutely. like, I, like his arc in age of Ultron. And I mean, we'll get to this when we get to age of Ultron, but his, his role in age of Ultron, I think has to be there. Um, in order for civil war to work because his whole thing in age of Ultron is he only knows how to double down on his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, he does, he, he creates Ultron and the only way he knows how to stop Ultron is to create another AI system to stop Ultron. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, and without that, like, I, I can't help myself. I only have like, I'm a one trick pony. I only can do this one thing. Um, and without someone to take responsibility for me, I'm as big a danger as I am a solution. Like, without that conflict happening where it does, then Civil War doesn't really make sense. Um, but the, like, it, just in terms of, like, a character arc, having your first one be like, here's the setup, and the second one being like, now he's brought low, and then the third act being, you know, like, he overcomes it the the odd man out in that is the second film where it's like mm-hmm. he's dealing with the like the legacy of his father what does that have to do with anything yep um but like again you know i still think iron man 2 is a uh, you know a decent movie it's fun actioner um it works but yeah i i don't know that you can i don't know that you can like just excise the Killian Mandarin plot and put that in Iron Man 2 and have its um, I don't, yeah, like, and have its saying... thematic 
content still hold. Um, but the, yeah, like I, I just kind of feel like Iron Man 2 is a mistake and they should have just gone straight from that to this one. <laughs> sure. Mistake being loosely used there. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like at the end of the day, it's still a fun movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, but I, you could easily tell somebody who's watching through all of the movies who maybe is like, is there a few that I can cut out? Yeah. Iron Man 2 is pretty high on that list. And that's not even, I mean, and that's, that's coming from guys who I think currently Iron Man 2 is above. Is it only just, I can't remember. I don't have my list in front of me right now. It's just above the Hulk right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good point. I I mean, this is why I'm not a a studio exec. (laughs) I, I, I would not make great great choices necessarily <laughs> hey you want to yeah, wanna... that wasn't me trying to rain on your parade you just got no you just about another over, uh, another approach to the same idea no i think that's fair you want to you want to uh uh partake or you want to so this is so this is my new uh segment idea okay um and you can you can join in if you'd like but i literally only thought about it like an hour ago I'm so i game just for new i segments. just wrote it down uh, so this new segment is um, uh, nitpick corner. Okay. Where we basically just nitpick on little things that don't matter, uh, but still kind of piss me off while I was watching it. Okay. So number one, and this is the one I actually texted to you yeah. last night, which is Tony Stark giving out his address like he did <laughs> is not going to everybody is going to know where tony stark's house is already him telling the world is not what's what's preventing the world from knowing where his house he lives in a massive mansion that is on the cliff in malibu of course everybody knows whose house that is yes and he has a tower in the middle of new york at this point also it has that that had his name printed on the side yeah so that one that one kind of pissed me off. Yeah. A little bit. Um, next nitpick. Uh the kid comes in, uh uh what's his name? What's the little kid's name again? Uh, Harley. Harley. Harley walks in and sees uh Tony Stark in his garage for the first time and just happens to have a newspaper with the front page reading that Tony Stark is dead, even though how where does that newspaper exist like this is only like probably a few hours after after the events at his house right yeah like, i mean we can assume it's the next morning so if a paper was quick to print they could potentially okay, have that sure. story running i i guess but also there's no reason for that 10 year old boy to have that news no absolutely not um and then the last uh big one that really annoyed me um was uh oh shoot what's his what's the um his killian's like right hand guy um like the the like yeah i know the one you're thinking of the guy that chews gum all the time but i cannot think of his name yeah um uh uh savin yes eric savin yeah so um uh savin should not under any circumstances, be that good in the Iron Man suit that quickly. Like, because he takes it, um, 
and flies uh, and lands just in front of Air Force One as the president's getting on. Oh, yeah, and he does and the he does superhero this, landing he, in the whole Yeah, bit. he does the legit superhero landing. It's just like, no, absolutely not. You just <laughs> put that on five minutes ago, you asshole. You're not that good with that suit yet. Yeah. Tony dropped himself through a piano the first time he flew that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, there was one more I wrote down. Right. So Tony, at the end of the, at the, end of the film, uh, at the end of the big fight scene, uh, throws Killian in his suit and explodes it. Yes. And that doesn't kill Killian. Right. Sure. Whatever. But then Pepper Potts' way of killing him is literally basically the same damn thing. Just throw an explosive at him. And blow it up. <laughs> How is that any damn different than what what Iron Man did? Well, she drop kicked it, and so <laughs> you should, I knew you were we know say we that. know the drop kicking things uh, is more effective, right? That's I, how that works. That's, that one really annoyed me too. Yeah, that um, one, that one doesn't fly. Yeah, that that one was a little bit annoying. Um, and then one little thing, and then I figured I'd wrap the segment up with one little thing that uh, I really liked is when uh Rhodey gets to the president like they swing off the thing and they land yeah. and he just takes that half second beat to be like uh Mr. President you look badass uh but I'm going to need that suit back. Yeah. Like that's just like that's just the definition of respect for the office, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> we're in extreme danger right now, but I'm going to take a second to boost your ego and tell you you look badass in that suit. Uh, but I'm going to need it back now. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I love that bit. I yep. thought that was fantastic. Um, um, so You got anything? Uh, my only little one is not like a plot nitpick or anything. It's just a, a, a minor annoyance. I really hate the design of the Mark 42. It's so oh, ugly. It's so ugly. The 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 primary gold rather than having the, the yes. red. It just looks yep. so ugly. It's the worst looking suit, and it features so heavily in this movie, and it's so ugly. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, it, it went away very quickly. Yes, so it you did. Don't Thank God. Um, the new. I'm super excited for uh, Infinity Wars. Yeah the the like the more organic looking one. Well, like Bleeding Edge, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, and it it like forms around him rather than being it, comprised of parts. Like it's got a little hexagonal yeah. grid that yeah. materializes. Oh. Um, super stoked yeah that's neat looking uh, i'm looking forward to it i'm not super crazy about how um how curvy it is rather like i that's like fair. the sort of blockier look of the suit but the yeah. um it, it it's a neat looking design it's not i don't hate it <laughs> um and I'm just trying to think of other nitpicks because of course you didn't warn me about this segment so no that's like... that's yeah that's why so for for next week uh when you watch what's next thor, thor. When you watch Thor 2, just, you know, have your phone out. Like, I literally just had my phone out on Notepad. Yeah. And I just wrote down some of the ones that, like, nothing, like, super, like, because none of mine are, like, big plot, like, this was the worst thing. Just little nitpicks. Yeah. I think it would be fun. And then one small little thing that you liked. Yeah. So there was so there you... was something I liked. There was, and it was similar to the, like, the roadie. Oh, the roadie's password. Oh yeah, the War the whole rocks. exchange where he's like, I, I'm gonna need into that suit, and it's and it's uh yeah, War Machine rocks with an X all caps. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's and he awesome. just and he just loses it. I yeah. mean, that can kind of be your. Uh, I mean, we could just lead nitpick corner into uh, your favorite gag. What did you have something different for that? Uh, now you're gonna make me think again. 
What uh, did I know? I should have I should have remembered that this bit was coming. Um, Come on, man. So mine, I ha- I have two. Okay. Um, uh, my uh, in I guess in order. Um, when he's in in the cable news van, and the dude shows him uh his tattoo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he makes a hilarious joke about uh it looking like, uh, I can't remember. Um, but he says, "Oh, uh, it's." I had them do it off a doll I made. <laughs> the line "I had them do it off a doll I made" just almost killed me. Um, and then the next one that I loved was him and and Rhodey uh, on the big rig running around, and he's like, "No, you can't hit that bulb from that distance." He just pops oh, yes. up, bang, pegs the bulb back down. Just yeah, yeah. Nice job killing the glass. Well, you can't hit the bulb from that distance. And that that's like that is a perfect example of why I love the MCU is because even in those moments where that is the last thing that they should be doing like they they literally are there to save the president of the United States of America yeah and Pepper Potts he has just they just take that half a second to do that dumb little gag yeah where it's just like oh right I'm just watching a silly movie and they took me like it takes you out of it but in a good way yeah for for me at least like it was just like right this is a dumb stupid movie and i know everything is pretty much going to work out because they just did that gag yeah. because they just did that bit i know that everything is going to be fine yeah but like it feels so in character like yes. it, it it i don't even know that it does take me out of it like the the character the relationship between those two characters where they're like constantly sort of one-upping each other um and that like brinksmanship between them um that tony of course usually wins uh and having giving roadie the opportunity to just put tony back in his place like yeah it feels so that he would spend that bullet just to make a point (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and and like the as the as these movies develop and as we get into like more and more crossovers with characters interacting with other characters going forward those relationship moments are really what bring these movies to life like they're all fairly safe rote action movies but it's like it's that character interplay that just makes you want to continue to hang out in this universe and and have fun with these characters and and like it just makes you feel at home yep. uh it's 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 great i love it you you come up with a gag um the okay so the i was actually a little bit frustrated by this one um in terms of like the gagginess i think you've probably hit my favorite ones already mm-hmm. um but, th- like, one of the things that frustrates me with this movie is the extent to which the Iron Man suit is used as a... As, is used itself to undermine Tony. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, like, it's thematically appropriate and so on. But, like, you know, he tries to... Uh, tries to get into the suit, and the suit comes, like, charging to the rescue, and then, like, hits a metal beam and just disintegrates around him, and he can't yes. wear it. Or, like... You know he saves the he saves everybody on Air Force One and is flying away and over a bridge and poof, hit by a semi truck and the the suit disintegrates and it's like every they 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 use the suit as a punching bag in this movie for comic effect 
And, like, it's fun. But this movie also spends a lot of time focused on Tony not in the suit. Um, and so, like, it it almost feels like it's it's stepping on its own sales pitch a little bit throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Up until the end, where, like, all the suits come out in the, in the final fight. Um, which is a great fight. Like, that, that whole sequence was awesome to watch in theaters. It, it feels a little drawn out now on repeat rewatching, but when, when I saw that scene the first time, that was just, like, mind-blowing. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's worth pointing out that there are a lot of good suit gags in this movie, but at the same time, there are maybe too many suit gags in this movie. That's fair. Oh, wow. I did not realize... Um... We we haven't actually started talking, or I don't even know if necessarily you've been watching them, but these one-shots. I've watched all of them so far. Have you? I have. I need to do that. I Because I never... Uh, one of the ones that I actually have never seen is All Hail the King, which mm. is um, what happens, I think, to uh, Trevor. Trevor. Yes. It's the one the shot on the next disc. Yeah, like, it's, on on the, it's on Thor. Yeah. yeah. Um, because um, it, uh, it was Agent Carter on iron man three yes and it's just like five minutes of again watching agent carter be a stone cold badass yeah yeah yeah. Hmm, i should yeah i should definitely watch the all hail the king one because i don't think i've ever seen this one that's interesting huh all right well we'll need to do that and mm-hmm. at some point i think we should definitely talk about maybe once we uh once we reach where they stop doing them because they definitely did yeah um then we can just do a recap should... Yeah, we should just maybe do like a maybe like a quick bonus episode, like just like 20, 15, 20 minutes to chat real quickly about some of them and sure. what's going on in them. Sure, uh, we could definitely do that. Um, anything else that you wanted to before we uh, we rank this one? Anything else you wanted to talk about with this? Mm, I don't think so. I think I think okay. I'm about wrapped up. I don't I don't have a huge great many. I like I don't have a lot to dig into on this one. It's good. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, so here, okay, so I'm curious about this, because we're going to obviously rank this um, with the other six that we've seen so far, but how do you rank the Iron Man movies? Just the Iron Man, one, two, and three. Iron Man one is the best of the three. Uh Uh-huh. This one is the second best of the three. Okay. Iron Man two is the third best of the three, but Iron Man three is closer to Iron Man two than it is to Iron Man one. I would agree with literally everything you just said. Um, I don't think it's it's too far away from. Uh, I I don't think it's too far away from Iron Man one. Like it's not like this massive gap, but I I do agree that Iron Man three and two are closer together, than, and Iron Man one lives above them all. Yeah, and and kind of looks down at them and says, "You aspire." You didn't to quite get there. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't get there, yeah. but you're still a lot of fun and enjoyable. So, but, so where does this rank in all of the films? So I've been pretty muted in my, uh, like enjoyment of this <laughs> as is evident by like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I was surprised to find that I liked this one less than I remembered liking it. Um, Interesting. so like I liked it, but things that didn't frustrate me before frustrated me more uh in this one and 
it didn't feel as cohesive. One of the things that really stood out to me is that some of the action directing in this movie is really bad. Um, there's a fight scene in like early in the film um, that's just hand to hand combat. It's not like it's not suit combat or anything like that, but it's basically unintelligible. It's a it's a random collection of shots where they like every single impact or like any time a hit connects, it cuts yeah. away before that happens. It is just a a bunch of pictures of people swinging at each other and sound effects. Yeah, and it's it's unintelligible. Um, and there's like a lot of stuff like later in the movie, like the third act fight choreography gets better. Um, probably because it's mostly CG and they are using wider shots to show all the suits doing all the things. Yeah. Um, but the the actual like hand to hand fight choreography in this movie is not good. Um, and that really stood out to me when I watched it. And the, like, the story is good, but yeah, like, the, the villain is good, and the turn is good. Um, I think it, like, but on the one hand, I think it was a great idea that they spent more time with Tony not as Iron Man and see him do, like, what, what does Tony do as a superhero when he doesn't have his suit? Um, but by the same token, that resulted in it feeling less like an Iron Man movie and more like a mm -hmm. Tony Stark movie. Um, and I mean, that's part of the idea of the film. Their final line is literally, I am Iron Man because Iron Man and Tony Stark are not different. They're like, they're getting at the idea that they are one and the same thing, whether the suit is there or not. But it, yeah, it, the, like this movie just feels weird. Um. And it's good. It's good weird, but it's it's weird. And the result was that I just was not as into it this time around. Um, so, I, you know, I've been kind of tossing it around. My initial reaction was like, oh, well, this is going to go next to Iron Man 2 in the list. But I don't think that's fair um, as I'm thinking about it more. But I think it clumps right in with Captain America and Thor. Um, like sort of right in the right, middle of my right list. Because right now... Are we we're we're the same list wise right now? Not right? quite. Goes, no, I I no. Go, that's right. Um, Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man Two, Hulk. Right. And you and go, I go Captain America, Thor. I go Captain America, Thor. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it belongs in between Thor and Captain America, but I have a hard time placing it below Thor. So it's. Yeah, so for me, yeah, like it, I'm, it I'm... slots in after it's just it's just ahead of Thor, for me. Um, so my list then currently is Avengers, Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Iron Man three, Thor, right, Iron Man, Iron two, Man Hulk. two, Hulk, um, because this movie is absolutely not as good in my mind again just keep in mind all obviously these rankings are entirely subjective mm -hmm. and our own opinion um this movie is nowhere near as i think there's a so it, it, it like you just said um with iron man three and two and then iron man one kind of sitting on top um iron man three is closer to thor than it is to captain america for me mm. I think Captain America is a substantially better movie, um, and I would put Iron Man three down below that, but still ahead of Thor because I, 
I do think I actually like this more than the original Thor, but it's close. Yeah. I, I could see that one fluctuating um, almost at any given moment. Yeah. So, like, Thor and Captain America were basically a dead heat for me already, right? Like, I managed to decide that I liked Thor more than, than Captain America, but the the difference between those two is minimal. Like, they are essentially tied. Um, yeah. And I feel like... I feel like this goes right in between them. I think I have to give the edge to Thor because I just like the, like, the... It knows what it is and what it's doing and it executes on it so well and it's so clear on it that it's just, like... I gotta give it points for execution. Um, Sure. Whereas this one feels a little more... Like, you know, this one's more ambitious, but it's also more muddled as a result. Um, And... It just like it just didn't resonate with me the same way that I expected it to. So I, I think it's got to be just below Thor and just above Captain America for me. Right. Um, so it's it's actually we've put this movie in the exact same spot. Yes, we are still just flipped on Thor and Captain America. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, the only other thing is like now I'm and you know last week I was or week before i was like oh i'm gonna regret this and want to change my mind and it's like well now next week i'm gonna come back and be like no actually captain america was the better film but um as it stands right now in between thor and captain america all right well there you have it in between captain america and thor just reverse those two and you get where this movie falls for both of us so that's that's pretty cool um all right I think that's going to just about do it for this week's episode. We, of course, will be back next week to discuss the second Thor movie, which is Thor the Dark World. Is that what it's called? Thor the Dark World. Yeah. I really don't really remember this movie at all. I do. I said really there a few too many times, I think. I imagine Um, there will be some things about it that I don't remember that are in it, but I I actually... This is the one, like, Thor the Dark World is the one that everybody's like, that movie's super forgettable, and I'm like, "I, I remember it. I remember the I, I remember the the gist of it. I don't remember the specifics, which is more or less the case with a lot of these earlier movies from you know ten to or you know from five to ten years ago, because it's, it's literally been a lot of years, right? Yeah. Like I don't remember the specifics. I remember what Thor two is about. I remember the the overall plot. I just don't remember you know how we progress throughout the movie and. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch it again because it's one of those ones that I have not seen um, as many times as some of the others. Right. So I, I'm excited to check that out for the second time. But it definitely, uh, I think, goes in as one of the universally thought as of like the weakest one of the movies. Yep. One of the weakest films that most people will say is Thor two. So yep. I, I am excited to check it out again and and hopefully be pleasantly surprised yeah because my expectations are pretty low um mainly just based on what everybody else has to say Uh uh-huh yeah uh all right let's wrap this up cool uh thank you uh obviously to everybody who's been listening these past several weeks we've got lots more time ahead of us we are coming up to um uh this week actually tonight actually the we record the we are recording this on february 15th which is thursday uh Black Panther comes out today. Oh yeah, um, it I'm is. It, on it Sunday. is. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I'm seeing it on Friday. Lucky you. Um, I know. Um, so this is this will mark the the final movie that needs to come out for us to complete 
this podcast, yep. which I'm really excited about. It also means that we're a little under three months, February, March, April, May. Yep, a little under three months away from the jackpot, from the end of the road. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. Um, so thank you for listening. You're all awesome. Thank you to everybody who supports us over on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. If you want to uh, pop over there and, and check it out, it's pretty simple. Um, if you like what we do, you can give us five bucks or ten bucks or really any amount of money. Uh, those are just the two levels that we have um, once a month, and that's kind of the kind of the gist of it. So, patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Obviously, there is a link below. Um, you can also uh, follow myself and Matt over on Twitter. I'm Matt, or I'm, no, I'm James. You're Matt. Yeah, I'm you're James Matt. underscore LRR. Matt is Matt underscore LRR. You'll also find links to uh, loadingreadyrun.com uh, and Matt's Twitch channel and YouTube Sweet. channel, which I did do yes last episode i saw that you put well i saw that you put my youtube channel in the link in the doobly-doo did i not put your twitch but i don't channel? think you put my twitch channel in there dang it all right well i'll remember this time to put your twitch channel in there so people can go over there and give you a follow Sweet. um and yeah we'll see you next week for thor the dark world Nah, I made you sweat it there for just a few extra seconds. The final podcast is going to be like six hours long. It'll be 49 <laughs> minutes of us talking about Infinity War, then four or and like five hours of silence, hours and of, then I, we'll... I think we'll I need it. to I think I need to uh, start uh, amping up my silence rate, because currently that was, that was two seconds of silence, because I'm literally watching the timeline right now, it and it felt like felt an like eternity. An eternity. <laughs> I was like, oh god, Matt's gonna say something, he's gonna ruin the no, joke. No, I'm never gonna do it. I'm not gonna uh, do it. I know you're, I, I know what's going on here. We're on a wavelength. Alright. I see into um, your mind. Let's talk about the co- post-credit scene, which is the most inconsequential one that we have had so far. Yeah, um, this one so, strikes me as weird. I did not remember this. So, here's the thing. Last week, we had the double uh, credit. We had the double post credit scene. We had the mid credit scene with Thanos, and then we had the post credit scene, uh, which is where they put the um, uh, what the hell is the name of the food? Shwarma. They put the shawarma gag, and we we actually said, "Is this where they start doing the the mid credit and post credit thing?" Um, and apparently, it's not because nope. there was no mid credit scene in. Iron Man 3 and the post credit scene did nothing. It was a gag. Yeah. It was it was a I don't know how long it was, like maybe 60 seconds, not even of Tony Stark more or less kind of like they they tied it to his narration, yeah. right? The gag there was the the narration that starts the movie and ends the movie is actually him in some office somewhere, you don't really know. Um in sort of this therapist setting with with Banner, yeah. who's falling asleep, and and that's it. Yeah, and you've There's now reminded no... me that my my pre podcast photo should have been Iron Man with the Hulk. I guess I mean because he's the other character that shows up in this he, movie, and now I'm gonna he... have to go back to Twitter and redo my photo. Um, but yeah, but... like I remembered that this scene existed. Like, right at the beginning I, of the movie, I, I was like, oh, yeah, the narration. This is the one where he's, like, talking, like, he's he's basically doing counseling with Bruce Banner. And then by the end of the movie, I had forgotten about it. And then the credits rolled, and I'm like, 
I have no idea what the post-credit scene for this movie is. What could it yeah. possibly be? And I'm sitting there racking yeah. my brain. And then it comes up. I'm like, oh, right. Of course, it was that scene. I thought that was just at the end of the movie. Well, so I thought it was – I thought what they did was they did that – I thought that was at the end of the movie like they did with the shawarma bit, which is, again – the shawarma bit was a funny little gag that didn't do anything to further the plot line of the MCU. Yeah. Um, and as was this, so I was expecting a mid credit scene setting up something for Thor 2. But there's Because not. that's your next movie. But there's nothing there. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. Like, I, I should have uh, done a little bit more research um, before the podcast. I just didn't have time. But I'm, I'm going to look tonight. And see if there's any anything anywhere that sort of talks about why because this is the first time that they've done a post credit scene mid or po- or post that does nothing to further the plot of the overall MCU. Yeah. Um because they did, you know, they did it at the end of uh, at the end of the Avengers with Thanos which is, you know, obviously enormous because mm-hmm. that was a movie that came out what like eight years ago and we're only now just getting to the payoff for that that little stinger there and and here theoretically they should be setting up i don't know i i guess maybe they should be setting up ultron but maybe they didn't know yeah <laughs> like i i or I, I am just genuinely curious why they decided to just do a little silly one-off gag rather than at the very least um you know give us a hint about what the hell dark dark world is about yeah i wonder now i want to go back and find out when the actual reveal of the phase two movies took place um yeah it could be that they just didn't this also doesn't have a subtitle right like the iron man movies go iron man one iron man two iron man three and it's the only franchise in the mcu that does that Yep. Um, everything else go- went to subtitles in Phase Two, and it's it's almost exclusively because Iron Man had two movies in the first phase, and they mm-hmm. were it was the first one to get a sequel, and yes. so they like, and it was the only one to get a sequel in Phase Two, so they put the two on it, and then just changed their direction. We're like, oh, actually, we're going to do subtitles for all these, but they just kept with the numbers for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Like, I wonder if they had announced all the Phase 2 movies at the time that this was in production. Because it's possible that they they hadn't publicly announced them yet. Because um, this was in May? so But I would have thought they would have no, been, th- announced them the year you, before. Well, certainly. Because this movie came out in May, and then uh, Thor 2 uh, came out like a it came out in November. Right. So it would have been announced so, by this time. And it would have been announced yeah, by name. Yes, absolutely. There's no way that the world didn't know, let alone what let alone they knew yeah. what was coming out later that year. Yeah, it so, may just be this movie is so self contained in terms of like everything that's going on in it. Like, yeah, it references back to the Avengers, but it, it doesn't actually tie mm-hmm. into anything. Like there's 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 not no thread in this movie that leads to a tease for the next film. This movie is just like, it's a self-contained thing that happens on its own for all intents and purposes. When this movie came out, we were all at the end of it. It was like, Oh, is Iron Man just not Iron Man anymore? Is he going to have to come back to being Iron Man in the next Avengers movie? 
Um, right. Because, like, the end of the movie, his sign-off makes it sound like he's giving up on being Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, which they, I guess, sort of obliquely make reference to sort of in Age of Ultron, but not really. He's basically just Iron Man still. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it, it there's just, like, there's nothing dangling in this one for them to pick up and use as a tease. So they would yeah, it would have had to just fair. come out of the blue, right? Like it's I like I oh guess, the but... ether, um, yeah, or I don't some know. such I, thing. I guess that's fair, but it's still just very odd um, because I don't think it happens again. No, I don't um, think so. I'm... I think they well maybe I don't want to see. We've been wrong enough times about these post credit <laughs> scenes now that nope, uh, I'm never that wrong. I don't want to speculate. I'm always right. I like how I just got into a, tr- uh, uh, a Wikipedia hole. And I've ended up on list of films featuring powered exoskeletons. Sweet. Run it yep. down for us. Aliens, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Ambushers, Avatar, The Avengers, A- Avengers Age of Ultron, Batman and Robin, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Basket Case 3, The Pro- or Progeny, Captain America Civil War, District 9, Edge of Tomorrow, Elysium, Exo-Man, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Gulliver's Travel, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Star Kid, Starshoot, Starship, eh, Starship Troopers Three, Marauder, The Tuxedo, The Wolverine, and The Wrong Trousers. And now, I need to know what the hell the wrong. Oh, it Wallace, was the Wallace and Gromit. Gromit. That oh, that's the complete God. list. That well, that's this this particular Wikipedia article's complete list. <laughs> no robot jocks. Come on. I I have to believe. This also links to list of films featuring Mecha and list of films okay. featuring cyborgs. <laughs> okay, so list of list of films featuring Mecha is probably where robot robot jocks turns up. Um, nope, I don't see. It. Well, this is a much different list too. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? I we don't need know. To this show. I don't know. The show we're just padding out time over. to the one hour mark at this point. That's fair. We're we are very close, but I refuse to let it get there. So with that said, <laughs> we are going to say goodbye, good night, and good luck. So long, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.